Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From My Point of View. We are, what, the second week into quarantine from the coronavirus? It feels like, just saying that out loud, it feels like it's a, like a weird movie apocalyptic scenario, but not that bad yet. Uh, a couple of sports things I can talk about, but honestly, not a whole lot, as you can imagine. Mostly football, with NFL free agency and all that. Uh, a little bit of baseball news. Noah Syndergaard going down for Tommy Don- Tommy John surgery. Uh, he'll miss the entire year for the Mets. Huge blow. Again, not sure when the baseball season is going to start, but the Mets won't have him. That's a huge blow for them. And... Robbie Anderson leaves the Jets in free agency. Um, Melvin Gordon left the Chargers. I talked about him last week with uh, Riley. We went through a bunch of the free agency signings and who was still on the board. Cam Newton gets released from the Panthers officially. He's going to have to find somewhere else to go. And the Olympics get postponed. So let's knock all these NFL free agency things out of the way first. Uh, We'll start with... The Panthers, because the Panthers made a couple moves. They signed Robbie Anderson, a former Jets wide receiver. Well, now the former Jets wide receiver. And they signed him to a two-year, $20 million deal. I mean, that's I feel like that's pretty solid. That's not... I thought the market was going to... And I'm, I'm sure Robbie Anderson thought this also, that the market was going to be a little too high for someone like him. Um... Well, in his eyes, he'd be getting a lot of money. In my eyes, it's a little, it's overpaying. Uh, but this is this is about, like, this is a very friend, like a team friendly deal. You know, Robbie Anderson, he's not going to be your number one. Um, but for a number two receiver, that's some that's some pretty good value. Robbie Anderson is uh, is definitely good for the Jets. So for the Panthers, is a good pickup. You know, you get Teddy Bridgewater in there. You bring in a deep threat like Robbie Anderson on a on a good friendly contract. Uh, it's a solid signing for Carolina. Now if you're the Jets, this opens up uh well, it kind of makes things a little bit more obvious, but also a question mark. So in the obvious realm, it seems that this would almost guarantee that the Jets use their first round pick on a wide receiver, whether that's someone, whether it's like CeeDee Lamb or uh, Judy, not sure uh, who they're going to go with, who's available uh, by the time their pick comes up, but it it seems like they're probably going to go with a wide receiver because, I mean, are there any other wide, Emmanuel Sanders is another one I just remembered, he signed with the Saints. So he's off the board. Robbie Anderson's gone. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's really many other options out there in the free agency market. So that kind of really just leaves the draft because you can't losing Robbie Anderson. You can't just you can't not draft a wide receiver now and then expect Sam Darnold to go out there and progress as a quarterback. He struggled last year with what they had. Uh, this year, next year. I mean, you can't expect him to get better when you're not 
supplying him with the necessary tools to be a top-tier quarterback. So, it, it, now, again, everything I just said gets wiped off the board if the Jets go out and draft CeeDee Lamb. Or Judy. So, I, I would assume that is their top priority in this draft. Uh, maybe they'll, they'll go all offensive. Um, I probably would. And see with the Jets now, with losing Robbie Anderson, I would have thought that if they re-signed Robbie Anderson, like they could have probably matched this contract two years, twenty million. I don't see why they wouldn't even try, or maybe they did try and he just elected to leave anyway. I don't know, but he did state he wanted to be a, a Jet. So part of me thinks that the Jets just didn't offer him that kind of contract. I'm not sure. Two years, $20 million, again, seems very reasonable. And to lose him and to not draft a wide receiver would be problems. But you could have re-signed him and then used that top pick on a top-tier offensive lineman because your offensive line is garbage. It's not, it's not, it's not good at all. So that is another really big need for the Jets is their offensive line. And now that they lost Robbie Anderson in free agency and there's not really a huge free uh, wide receiver market right now, considering a bunch of them just got signed, the only route they can really go is drafting a top-tier wide receiver and then using their later picks to draft offensive linemen. Which could, it could work out, and we'll see how, how it's going, but you can't, you got to surround Sam Darnold with someone. So if you go out and get him, you know, Lamb or Judy, that, I would be okay with that as a Jets fan. It would have been nice to re-sign Robbie Anderson and then also draft one of those guys to compliment him. Then you really, then you're really cooking with gas for Sam Darnold. If you have a, a good route running outside number one receiver with Lamb or Judy and then pairing him with a deep threat uh, like Robbie Anderson. Those are, that that's a one-two punch that is pretty formidable. Like you're, you would, and those two guys or Robbie Anderson and one of those two guys with Sam Darnold, that's a nice, and Le'Veon Bell, of course, that's, that's a nice foursome you got there on, on the offensive end of the ball. Again, offensive line is still a huge need for them. Now with the Panthers, as I just said, Robbie Anderson going to the Panthers, and they released Cam Newton after nine seasons. So this is, it, it's a little disheartening. Um, if you're a Panthers fan, if you're a Cam Newton fan, he gets released. Um, so clearly, I mean, the Panthers couldn't even find a market for him. And this dates back to a couple to a, a, the questions we had last week with where's Cam going to end up because he's not I don't suspect he'll just sit on, you know, the the market for a prolonged period of time. Where's Cam going to go and where is Jameis Winston going to go? Those are two two guys on the market right now that need to find a place. I I couldn't begin to tell you who really needs a quarterback 
both of those guys, to me, I look at them and I don't see them willingly accepting a backup role. Jameis Winston, yes, he just threw for 30 interceptions, but he also threw for like 50 touchdowns. He was top three in the league in yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. Now, two of the three of those are really, really good. The other one, not so much. However, I don't see a guy who is clearly capable of leading the league in offensive in quarterback offensive categories one year go to being a backup the next year in free agency no less now if you asked me a couple weeks ago or a month ago where I think James ends up I think that I would have told you that the Bucks would throw the bag at him and just resign him and that would be the end of it uh, but they shocked the world. They certainly shocked me. I don't know if they shocked the world, but they certainly shocked me with landing Tom Brady. Did not really see him going there. And I guess the whole Tom Brady situation was pretty much, I'm not going to believe he's going to leave New England until he actually leaves New England. And then it's going to be like, okay, that that's real. But until that happened, I was like, no way, he's not leaving, he's not leaving, he's not leaving. He's going to be signed with the Patriots, and this whole thing's going to like be just one big charade. Turns out signs with the Bucks leaves Jameis Jameis homeless right now. I could see him, Jameis Winston. I could see him going to the Dolphins. I could see the Dolphins making a run at him. He is a Florida boy, FSU. Um, I could see the him staying there and uh, staying in Florida and playing for the Dolphins because they need a quarterback. However. And, by the way, I just want to backtrack so people don't think I'm, I'm silly. Jameis is not from Florida, but he went to school in Florida. So that's why I called him a Florida boy. He is He's from Alabama, apparently. He was born in Alabama. So I just wanted to correct myself there. Anyway, the Dolphins could certainly make a run at him. However, it is expected that the Dolphins will go and... Try, I, I would assume maybe they try and get a quarterback their first pick, which I think is the third or fourth pick in the draft. Or maybe the uh no who is it? The Bengals have the first pick. They're going to get they're taking Joe Burrow. And then the Redskins have the second and I think the Dolphins have the third. Um or fourth. I honestly don't remember. Anyway. Tua Tagovailoa. I think that's how you say it. I think I said it right for the first time in my life on the first try. Tua is expected to go still top five and even if he quote unquote falls in the draft, probably still top ten. And the only reason because of that, obviously, is he's had he had two injuries his this past year in Alabama. Um, one of which ended his season prematurely. So a lot of people were speculating maybe he doesn't even go to the draft. Of course he made the right decision and he is entering the draft. He'll still be a top ten at worst pick, most likely top five pick. And my friend Riley, of course, on the pod last week. Dolphins fan, he wants Tua. I personally, Jameis Winston, he just got LASIK eye surgery. He's had really bad eyesight the past couple years. I'm blaming all the interceptions on that. So he got LASIK. If he went to the Dolphins, like how mad could you be 
if you're a Dolphins fan, if you go and sign Jameis Winston and then draft a wide receiver or an offensive lineman with your top pick. I don't know how much I hate that. Uh, Again, Jameis Winston, he's physically gifted. He just has really subpar decision-making. And we've seen that over and over and over again with how he's handled himself off the field. Of course, he had a couple of incidents where you kind of just shake your head and wonder what he's doing. Um, Like the lobster thing, of course. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. But specifically on the field, he has questionable decision-making down the stretch, under pressure for game-winning drive opportunities. And sometimes he tries to make a little too much happen with not a whole lot to work with, and it results in a fumble, uh, an unnecessary sack, uh, an interception, more likely than not. At least last year it was like that. But he's still physically gifted. There's no doubt about that. And he can obviously throw the football and throw it effectively. It's just that he needs to cut down on the turnovers. And I I don't know how well of a situation Miami would be for him to correct that. I think he'll need a very specific coach. I've thought maybe the Patriots at one point, but I'm not sure that that's just the right environment for him either. Again, I don't know what the right environment is for Jameis Winston. All I know is I don't see him taking a backup role right now. Um, He's 20. He just turned 26 years old, so he's extremely young. He has stayed healthy for his his career. He hasn't really been getting hurt. He's a tough dude. He is. He's He's a tough dude. And again, I said it already, but he's a big guy. He's physically gifted, and I think he could, I mean, he is a starting level caliber quarterback in this league. It's not like he just was, you know, the number one overall pick for no reason, and then he just, he was the starting quarterback for the Bucks all this time because they drafted a number one overall, and they had to try and um, prove that they made the right decision. He's performed pretty well for the most part. Like the Bucks weren't aren't great. They weren't great, but they won a a handful of games last year. Way more games than I was expecting them to win last year. And I think if you put him in a new environment where it, it's a it's a new team, new coaches, new teammates, and you kind of just give him the reins and let him let him cook. I think it could work out somewhere, and Miami might be that place. I kind of thought Jacksonville for a slight moment, maybe he can go there, Um, but they just traded Nick Foles, who they paid a lot of money to as a free agent. They just traded him to Chicago, and uh, the hot seat obviously is on Mitchell Trubisky now. They'll probably give him like two, three games with an absolute torch under his ass, and he'll fuck up once, and then they'll give it over to Nick Foles and get rid of Mitch. So he's in trouble. He That's a whole nother story. But considering the Jacksonville Jaguars just traded Nick Foles and his massive contract, I don't, and they're obviously now honing in on Gardner Minshew to be their starting quarterback for the future or bare minimum this year and give let him cook for 
a whole season and let him work uh, instead of just half a season what he had last year when he was performing pretty well. And now he's going to have a whole whole off season, a whole regular season, uh, a preseason, a regular season to try and really get a, his control of this offense. So considering now they're they're on Minshew's rookie deal and off of that Foles contract, I don't see them obviously going out and paying Jameis Winston. That would be foolish. So they're out. The Patriots uh, need a quarterback. I don't think Stidham is the answer. But who knows? Belichick is, you know, he's a, he's a mastermind. I don't, I don't even know what he's capable of anymore. He's capable of anything, really. But the Patriots need a quarterback. Uh, the Chargers need a quarterback. Jameis can go there. You know, right now, Tyrod Taylor, I think, is would be start the, the Chargers' starting quarterback. He was the backup last year to Phillip Rivers. Jameis could very well, you know, head across the country. Play for Los Angeles. That would be, I think, that would be a good fit for him. I don't know who else. The Raiders always seem like they have a, uh, an on and again, off again relationship with with Carr. I don't know what the relationship is like now. Are they trying to move on? Like there were talks that um, they were in the hunt to to land Tom Brady. That obviously didn't work out, but. I I don't know if they're are they all in on Carr? Are they teetering? Do they want to trade him? Do they want someone else? I I don't know what the deal is. Um. But I did I did see a situation or hear uh, hear a situation. I think it was uh, from the part of my take guys. If you listen to them, um, they said they would love because they love Jameis Winston. They said they would love to see Derek Carr get traded to the Patriots, and then Jameis signed with Oakland. Honestly, that's not a, that's like kind of a realistic scenario, I feel like. Um, who knows? I mean, I, I, I have no idea where Jameis is going to land. Or Cam, again, for that, for that point. Cam is still up in the air. And just another bit of the Bucks. It's like a half hour ago this happened. Um... The Buccaneers are going to re-sign Indomitian Sue, one year, eight million. Uh, kind of forgot that they had Indomitian Sue, to be completely honest. So that's about all the football news that's been out there for the past couple days. A um, little bit of baseball. Noah Syndergaard, torn ligament in his right elbow, going to get Tommy John surgery again. Huge blow for the Mets. And not sure when the season's going to start, but that is definitely a, a damper on, you know, you have all this shit going on with the quarantine and the, the coronavirus and all, all these uh, seasons being suspended and delayed. And now on top of all of that, you can't even have a full healthy team make it through. <laughs> you can't even have your full team make it through this. You lose one of your starting pitchers, your number two guy in your rotation. So, or number two or three. I don't know if Stroman's going to be second or third, but it it sucks. It sucks. It, it's definitely not great news. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what's, what's going to happen from this point, how they're going to replace him. 
there's not really a whole lot of baseball news going on. Um, so well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how the Mets adapt to that. Other than that, like, listen, I don't really know what else to talk about sport-wise, so let's just talk about how life has been for a little bit at least. Um, the quarantine life has been odd, to say the least. You know, you... It doesn't... Sometimes it doesn't feel like anything is wrong, and then you look around, and all these people are all going through the same thing, and it's just very weird. Like, these huge parking lots that I drive by every day are empty. People are all... Everyone is at home, you know, kids... High school, elementary school kids, high school, college, young adults, seniors, like older, like older, uh, I don't even know, people, Jesus, <laughs> and uh, like everyone, everyone from like, you know, from the, the elementary school, so like five to like 70s are all, they have to stay home from work, they can't do anything, it's just very strange I don't know it's just very very weird um part of me again just it doesn't feel like it's real it feels like we're in like a we're in a limbo and I'm not sure what I'm, I'm I always every day on on TV on Twitter in the news I just I hear and read different things about when this is going to be over Oh, it's going to be, you know, we can be over this in a couple months. Oh, it's going to be another six months. Oh, it might be a year of this, which to imagine. And I read that article on on Vox that scientists have said that if we don't get it under control in like a certain amount of time, it could spread to the fact where we might have to do this whole social distancing thing for a year. I certainly don't believe that to be an actual possibility. At some point, the younger generation, aka me and people around my age, 10 years older or, or so from, you know, that 20s to 30s, at some point, we're going to say, fuck this and just want to go back to work. And that sounds selfish because, you know, you would be, according to everyone else, putting these older, more susceptible people at risk. But at some point, like the people who aren't susceptible to this disease or to this virus need to go back and like start normal life again this this can't be how life goes for a year it's just not gonna fly with I mean listen I don't give a shit uh would I like to go back to work obviously yes I would um and at some point you know that's where I'm at right now two weeks in we're talking about this also I need to point out this is essentially the second week obviously some people people have been talking about social distancing for maybe more than 2 weeks but this has been really the whole the second whole week where everyone's like staying inside or making conscious effort to stay inside and not leave their house and then again 
the second week. I keep saying again a lot, so I apologize for that, but it's the second week. And I can only imagine it's gonna get, people are going to get more antsy. People are going to get more, you know, cooped up with like cabin fever or whatever, the, whatever the hell that is, and are going to start rebelling a little bit more and more as the longer this plays out, the more people are going to want to rebel, I guess, if you want to use that word, and want to go back to normal life and want to go back to work, want to go outside, want to socialize, want to go to movies, want to go to parties, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I, I don't know when that's going to happen. So it's been very weird. I have been doing nothing. So my job obviously revolves around sports, as I think I've said on this podcast, but it does revolve around sports. So there's no sports. So I'm kind of out of work right now. As I've, as are a lot, a lot of people, whether it has to do with sports or not. A lot of people are just out of work right now. A lot of people, I'm still technically employed. There's just no work. A lot of people got laid off. So that's not great either. Um, So right now it's just a whole lot of Netflix, Hulu, video games. And it feels like if you're a guy around my age, you essentially are living your middle school life. Middle middle school, high school, weekday life where you work from home, which is kind of like school. And then when you're done with that, it's just video games all day, all, the rest of the, the afternoon and night, and then wake up and start all over again. So I, I, again, that's, that's all I've been really doing. Um... And I don't know. And the crazy thing is I feel bad for, you know, people who get laid off and are slow on work right now. It's hard to find anything else. Because if you're out of work right now, how many people are going to hire you during something like this? My guess is probably not many. The hiring process is probably pretty slow right now, I would assume. Um... So I, I I don't know really what to make of it. It's just been very, again, very, 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 very odd. And I'm hoping things kind of return to normal. But it could be two months, six months, a year. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a very unique situation. I kind of sit back sometimes and I said it before where it doesn't feel real but at the same time I think about what a truly interesting time to be alive you know like this is something that you can tell your kids about your grandkids about about how the entire country because of this virus shut down for however long this lasts, X amount of time. And I'm sure as the years go on and my generation gets older and we retell this story to people, it'll get more like doomsday-ish and the story will get warped to what how actually bad it was. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. The, the folk tales of, of the coronavirus because just on the on the surface level, if you talk about it, 
it does seem like a, a possible plot to a horror movie. And I, I made the joke, which I'm sure other people have made it, honestly. Um, but I said that I hope <laughs> I hope scientists develop a vaccine for the coronavirus, but then it mutates and turns everyone into like zombie vampire things, and we can really embrace this whole I am legend scenario. It'd be really cool. Except no dogs die. You don't have to no one has to hurt any dogs in this in this scenario. All the dogs live. That would be my one change. <laughs> but one I'll talk about this and then we can wrap it up. Because I kinda wanna talk about it. Um Inception. Yeah, everyone remembers that movie. 2010. I'm a whole decade late to watching this movie. And I am a huge movie guy. I love watching movies. I like appreciating like a good movie with different themes and, you know, complicated plots and characters. I very much enjoy all that stuff. As many of you know, because I've done a lot of movie reviews on here. And unfortunately, because AMC shut down, I can't even really... There was a whole lot of movies I was really excited to to watch. There was The Fast and Furious, James Bond, Black Widow. All of them are postponed already, which is crazy. That I, I mean, Fast and Furious and uh, James Bond was coming out... I think it was supposed to come out around now. but Or uh, first week of April or something. Fast and Furious and Black Widow were supposed to come out... Well, Black Widow was supposed to come out the first week of May. Fast and Furious was supposed to come out, like, May 20-something. End of May. And now, they all got postponed. I thought that was a little premature. Um, They pushed them back very far. James Bond got pushed back to November. Fast and Furious got pushed back to April of 2021. So, almost a year. Which is... uh, That's crazy that they, they postponed it for that long. Um, I don't know when Black Widow is going to be pushed back to. Um, I know Universal released The Hunt and The Invisible Man for purchase. It's like $20 to buy it because no one was, was going to the movie theaters when they released. So they were probably losing a lot of money. So they just, you know, put it on like demand or whatever for $20 to buy or rent. And... There, there's just these movies that I was really looking forward to see. There's supposed to be The Matrix 4 and John Wick 4. Actually, is that this year or next year? I am, I might be getting way ahead of myself. Um, I thought there was supposed to be in, in May of 2020. No, okay, so it's, it's 2021. That's my bad. That's 2021. I'm getting way ahead of myself. But those movies I was really looking forward to seeing. Now I can't. Um, but Inception, <laughs> to circle back, Inception is a movie. Came out. I was fourteen. I never. I didn't see it in theaters. I never got around to seeing it. Um, and then just like these years racked up and kept passing on, passing along. Kind of forgot about it for a while. Then I came back. Never saw. I never saw it in its entirety. There would be snippets that I would watch um, when it was on TV for a while and 
you know, I would watch it and not really know what's going on. So that was pointless. And I always wanted to try and watch it from the beginning. But I could never find it. It was always on demand or for a subscription that I didn't have. Now it's finally on Netflix. So I watched it last night and holy shit, what a movie. <laughs> like it, I feel so dated talking about it. But wow, I mean, it was incredible. And I knew it was kind of crazy and the concepts of it were... The concepts of it were really, really, really interesting. And I've, I just very much enjoyed the, the entire film. And I remember it being talked about like it was this crazy, complicated, and weird movie that you needed to watch like two or three times to try and really understand what it was about. I... I got it. I mean, the first time through, I really got it. And the only thing that was kind of up in the air was the ending. About whether or not he really got out of uh, Limbo. And I really liked how it circled back around to the beginning of the film also. That was really, really cool. Obviously, spoilers, but I mean, yeah, whatever. But it was it was really good. It was really good. <laughs> I can't believe no No spoilers. If someone spoil, if someone said something to me about Inception, and I mean, I knew about the ending with the dra- uh, the the top, not uh, whether it's it wiggles and falls down or keeps spinning. It was obviously a whole big thing, but I really enjoyed that movie. So that's what I've been up to. I've been up to watching ten year old movies, which doesn't, I mean, that's not really old. My girlfriend won't watch any movie pre like 2010 or 2005 I tried to watch I I recommended one wanting to watch like a handful of movies that were from the mid to late 90s or really really early 2000s and she like we would start watching them and she didn't like like the aesthetic of what she was watching because it it looked old I was I would get I was like oh my god like this is so bad. And she's only like a couple, she's only two years younger than me. So you think she just doesn't like the aesthetic of them, I guess. I don't know. It's very weird. Uh, but that it takes off a whole bunch of movies that uh, we can watch together. So all my, my 90s obsession movies I can't watch. But Netflix has been really, uh, you know, I felt like they were lackluster there for a while and I was really trending towards Hulu. I haven't watched Disney Plus in a minute. I gotta, maybe I'll watch the new season of the Clone Wars. But uh, I've been trending towards more of Hulu. Uh, I've been binging 30 Rock, which I still haven't finished. I really fell off on that. Um, But Netflix has Castlevania, if you really want to be like a weeb. Castlevania's dope. Um, I have to watch the Tiger, what is Tiger Guy, Tiger dude, whatever, whoever the hell his name is, um, that's been trending, I kind of want to watch that, and they just added a bunch of stuff, a lot of good movies, a lot of good, um, rom-coms and comedies, and honestly, just dramas in general, thrillers, they, they added a very large, a a lot of really good, notable, movies onto Netflix so they kind of came back with a little bit of a force here during this quarantine so shout out to them 
for the diversity. Um, Hulu, Hulu has some movies, but like, it's never a, a place that I, I really go to and I, I look for movies on. That's more of like TV shows, you know? Basic cable TV shows. Alright, I'm kind of talking in circles here, so I think I'm just going to wrap it up. <laughs> and, oh, also, Doom Eternal. That's been dope. I've been playing that and just cycling my video games between that, 2K, Gears. I don't play Call of Duty. Battle Royales suck. They're not They're not fun. That fad needs to die. It needs to die. They need to stop making these kind of games. They won't because they make a lot of money because 10-year-olds play them. Um, but that, that, that game, that game type needs to die immediately. I hate it. It's so boring. It's the same shit every single time. Like it was cool for a while. I played a lot of PUBG for, you know, like a six month period of time. But other than that, it's just so, it's so repetitive. I played Apex too. I never played Fortnite. I'm not going to play COD. Um, but yeah, that's my two cents on that situation. But yeah, I'm going to wrap it up now. I'm going to wrap it up now and go back to being quarantined. Uh, everyone be safe. I, I, I'll. Who knows? I, I don't know how long. Maybe this will... Honestly, like if it keeps going like this, I'm not sure how many other podcasts I'll do. Maybe I'll take a break. or It depends how long the quarantine goes for. If there's any news for sports I'll be a little bit more compelled to make uh, a podcast episode but we'll see how how it how it trends but thank you all for listening as always I will talk to you all next week and have a I would say have a great weekend but I don't know everyone's home so have a great week <laughs>